You're listening to Living Brave, a podcast where nothing's off the table. It's about leaning into discomfort and pioneering a new way of being. I'm Shoshana Raven. I created Living Brave to break down the shame, stigma, and fear holding us back from living the lives we dream of. Here, myself, my guests and friends, share unfiltered stories and diverse insights to help us get out of our own way, build thriving relationships, and step more fully into our authentic selves. I believe that when we realize we have nothing to hide and truly hear each other out, we clear up a huge amount of mental space. And of course, no one can do the work for us, but we can be inspired to reclaim our lives when we step into this radical truth-telling. So let's get started. Welcome to episode 19 of Living Brave. I hope you're all settled into somewhat of a routine and have been gifted some time to really re-examine what you want out of your new normal. I won't pretend that this isn't a really hard time for a lot of people and I'm always taken back when I see these very same people who are struggling giving to others in need. It just shows that we can always choose how we react and I have been really grateful to have this space. I'm up in Connecticut, moving back to Colorado in a few weeks and feeling really grateful for friends and family and all of you in the community that we're building. It's so easy to fall into a scarcity mindset right now. Um, Even those of us with steady work from home jobs or who are now in unemployment, um, I just want you to know, and I'm telling myself, you're capable you're qualified and you will be okay. I've seen more women than ever reach out during this period um, to work together and it wouldn't have happened if I had been scrambling and freaking out. Um, It's possible for you. This is a pivot, hopefully in a direction that's more aligned with your truth. So in the stillness, I think we all know this, right? I saw a funny meme about hey, this is my quarantine routine. It was like staring at the screen from 9 a.m. to 2 a.m. But really, like, I know that that's a reality for so many people. And yet, this is also a time, I can say for myself, where I feel like I'm creating and sharing and really blossoming. And if you don't see yourself as one of those people, and sometimes I don't see myself as that because we can be so caught up in comparison. Um, If you feel like you're triggered by the media or feeling like you're less than... I really like to offer a perspective on comparison that I heard recently. It was Jackie Carr on a podcast saying comparison is a collapse of your identity into someone else's or who you think you should be. And it really is an abandonment of ourselves. So I love that definition. It's so easy to abandon ourselves when we haven't taken the time and space to figure out who we are what we stand for, what our values are, what are our boundaries that step out of those values, getting clear and sturdy in the solid foundation, figuring out how we want to show up in the world. 
So if we don't do that, um, it's so easy to just collapse into someone else or should ourselves to pieces. So if there's one simple solution to all the anxiety and the what ifs and the not enoughs that we're feeling right now, I'd recommend what I do for myself, what I do again and again with my clients is come back to the most solid anchor in your life, like at the depths of you, you know, beyond your titles, your image, your bank accounts, and remember why you're here, why you're showing up, and what you stand for. So before we dive into episode 19, I just want to give a quick check-in for me, what's going on with Living Brave at Large, really exciting. The new Living Brave Facebook community is booming. <laughs> There's free workshops and trainings and guest speakers soon. It's going to be a place to engage and inspire and support. I've been loving it. I've been focusing really heavily on my one-on-one -on -one empowerment programs, which will probably be booked out within the next couple weeks until July, which is crazy. So if you find yourself wanting the confidence, self-love, and clarity that's necessary for you to fully embody your potential, speak your truth, and take leaps of faith, it could be a good fit for you. If you're tired of the gap between who you truly are and how you show up, and maybe feeling like you've lost some of your spark, but you know that it's possible for you to get that back, to transform, and you're ready to prioritize your personal growth, those are the people that I invite into that space. And if it's full, we can get you on a wait list and probably be rolling out a group program soon. So if you enjoy the podcast, please rate it. And if you're feeling extra loving, you can leave it a review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps it reach more people. You could send it to a friend. Let me know you're listening. Tag me on Instagram, Shoshana underscore Raven. That's a great place to connect with me. You can see some of my other offerings at ShoshanaRaven.com. So I recently described this podcast as a platform that invites edgy and unpopular opinions as they relate to mainstream culture and new age spirituality. So when I was thinking about where I wanted to talk about kind of how good vibes only is a bunch of bullshit and why we should eliminate it from our vocabulary, <laughs> I was like, what do I do? Now I have all these platforms. Am I going to do an Instagram live, a story? Am I going to go on my Facebook group? But I thought, what better platform than to get real and unpack one of the most overused phrases I see out there in the self-help and wellness world and give the podcast some love. Well, that's really what this stands for here. So good vibes only. I want to start by calling myself out and let you know that I had good vibes only, like plastered on my cubicle at KPMG where I worked in the corporate world for one year after college. I think it was in part because I felt everyone was so miserable there, including me, and I just wanted to like ward off as many people as I could. Like my phone would ring and I'd go to the bathroom. <laughs> I just wanted out. So eventually I just quit my job and bought a one-way ticket to India. I talk all about that in episode one of the podcast. Um, so yeah, if you're in a really toxic place and you can get out, don't yell good vibes only at people. Don't put up a sign that says good vibes only. Just leave. <laughs> well, I love a good paradox. And good vibes only is in itself a toxic message. And it's harmful in two major ways. It cuts us off from ourselves and the dynamic experience of being a human. 
which is where all the joy and gratitude and love comes from, from the contrast, from the dynamic experience. And it cuts us off from others who may have different experiences and points of view from us. It prevents us from being courageous, disruptive leaders. It prevents progressive change and it normalizes spiritual bypass. So let's start with the first. How good vibes only is the antidote to inner work. So I recently received a note from a friend. She was so excited. She's like, I began a new chapter of self-love and spiritual growth. I didn't know this existed. She's had depression on and off since she was 10. And recently it became kind of non-existent, right? She said it came to a complete halt since she took a trip to Thailand. She sent me a text. She said, I felt like, fuck it, I'm in a different country alone. Why would I worry about anything? And that's when I had one of the most important epiphanies of my life. I realized that honoring all your feelings is important. I feel like America has programmed us to be robots, to be happy and think happy thoughts and to brush off the bad shit. And I realized that wasn't working for me anymore. And maybe it's part of the reason my depression always returns. Overall, I realize that it's essential to feel everything as it comes and goes. I have a hard time explaining it, but that's the best I can do. LOL. I'm done suppressing good and bad feelings. This really speaks to the importance of facing our shadow. The parts of ourselves that are afraid of failure, afraid of being found out, feeling like we're undeserving of love... Parts of us that might even want bad things for ourselves and others, this shadow work, this finding the hard stuff, the fear and going there, this is the core of healing. This is the core of growth. This is always the first chapter of the work I do with my clients and it's it's not overnight. One of my clients that I'd been struggling for years, and I'm saying years, she's like, I thought time healed everything and it's been over five years, so I finally want to work with you. Um... So since we started working together, she recently expressed that she was so hesitant to give any power or name to her shadow. She was like, oh, it's been draining me for years and keeping me from going after my dreams. Why would I want to give it any power? Why would I want to go there? And yet her inability to feel her own shame, anger, sadness, her repressed emotions, experiences, etc., That was actually the one thing holding her back from taking back her power. And the reason we don't speak shame out loud, she's definitely not uh, the only one there. It's because we don't explore our shadow, let our rage and our sadness out, let them move through us instead of shoving it down. We've been taught that it's not okay not to be okay. And that keeps us as a sad of lonely prisoner disconnected from ourselves and others i want to ask like have you ever just cried been like oh my god that felt like more than what i was crying about right like wow that was pushed down pretty far and how good it feels or just danced your rage out or your sadness or told your story or spoken your shame out loud and we realize when we do that that these parts of ourselves are actually not true They're based on old stories and beliefs that we adopted a long time ago. And slowly, slowly, they're dissolving. And we all have a shadow. 
And so the shadow work is so important. We can only come to this realization by going there and saying, oh yeah, everyone has this. Anyone who says they, they don't, I should be very wary of. <laughs> I have a shadow. I have parts of me that are judgmental and just straight up mean. Um, and yet if I don't acknowledge that, it has so much power over me. So good vibes only implies that we abandon ourselves to prevent making others uncomfortable. It's the same mentality that keeps us small, subservient, and stuck in toxic relationships and workplaces, and loyal to unjust systems of privilege and power dynamics instead of our own moral compass. So I have a client who has been out of work for a while because of the pandemic, and she recently went back to her workplace, you know, with all new safety precautions and limited hours, and she was like, whoa, I felt this wave of just darkness in the space that I work, and I hadn't realized that before, you know, going on this journey together. We've been working together um, for the past, say, like six weeks. She said, mostly... um, the disease was coming from realizing that the people I work with don't treat each other well at all and it's actually crossing my boundaries and it's not aligned with my values so she was saying her bosses had actually given her special treatment and put down her other coworker that she's very close with and that she hadn't said anything because she didn't want to you know ruffle any feathers and she said you know I'd been benefiting from this dynamic and so as we dug deeper realized how this situation was forcing her to abandon her own values and let her boundaries be walked all over I asked again like who is actually benefiting from the situation and it was not her so we can be tricked into thinking that staying quiet and not making others uncomfortable is working for us but abandoning ourselves including our anger our disagreement, all those, you know, quote, bad vibes is slowly dimming our light and killing us. And so if it's doing that to us on a personal level, what what is it doing to society? Why is good vibes only harmful to society? I think it's pretty obvious that we're all missing some good debate skills and this ability to engage in conversation with people with opposing views right that comes that that's this deep knowing within us that yeah good conversation healthy debate that requires us to allow all points of view to have an equal right to sit at the table some people are angry sad disappointed whatever else they might be feeling and rightfully so And the reason our country finds itself in such a polarizing place is because so many people have bought into an us versus them mentality. I'm right, they're wrong, and that's for certain. We don't talk about politics, we don't talk about sex, religion, all the good juicy stuff, because we don't know how to speak to other people with differing views and experiences. I hope... And I've tried to stop trying to be right and start listening. So when I can take ownership of the fact that I could never know what it's like to be in your shoes and I can never know the full story, that I'm wrong by default and I'm actually just curious in conversation, that's where I see growth come from. That's where I see leaders start to be born. And just like when we're finally ready to face our shadow and our own trauma with compassion, 
with a willingness to decenter our narrative and think about the other factors and players, structures and systems at play, and bring dignity to a wound where there was once no dignity, when we're ready to face one another and sit through the discomfort with nothing but curiosity and compassion, that's where we create bridges. And we need bridges more than ever right now. (laughs) And as someone who considers themselves an activist, and I hope that some of you all do too, who cares about social justice and environmental protection, I know that I have a lot to learn. I have a lot of wrongs to right. Now, when I was first diagnosed with herpes, I saw how many subconscious biases and stigmas I had thinking, you know, that even though one in two women will get an STI before 25 and one in five people have herpes. And I saw that on the internet. I was like, oh my God, no one I know has this. Like, you know, this doesn't happen to people like me. I'm not that kind of person. Oh my God, what are people going to think of me? And that's all a projection of what I thought about those people. I was actually stigmatizing and ostracizing a huge group of the population. How many other stigmas and biases did I have? And so I'm continually unpacking, continuously unpacking my biases, my, you know, subconscious, deep-rooted stigmas and fears about people who look different than me and choose different ways of life. Um, So recently, a friend I follow on social media posted about, you know, when I quit my 9 to 5, and she told a story, and she said her old workplace was filled with, quote, crazy smart Asians that she couldn't relate to because XYZ. And she received a ton of backlash on her post. And she later made a story of, you know, sort of apologizing and commenting on the rude language that the commentators used and saying that, you know, she deleted the comments because good vibes only, obviously. So as a compassionate and courageous leader... In my eyes, you cannot discount perspectives and put down people who are calling you out. So it's up to us to decide how we'd like to respond to people who cross our boundaries, right? It's not our responsibility or decision how other people express themselves. There's also this art to apology that will serve ourselves and others so much better than trying to defend and justify our actions that just hurt other people so I said hey I actually saw that too and you know I I think I was like busy that's not an excuse I should have flagged it to her probably a personal message is better um but I hope that if that happened to me I'd say wow you know and I'm sure she's stepping into too like I am so sorry you know I have so much to unlearn um And I didn't mean to hurt anyone. I see how that's actually really racist and hurtful and it perpetuates like really harmful stigmas, stereotypes, and systems of oppression. And um, it hurts people. And I don't want to be a part of that. And I'm committed to being a leader in a really courageous and disruptive way. So in April, I was part of an immersive learning course with one of my mentors who is a brave activist. He's committed to decolonizing the practice of yoga and just at large and the entire month really showed me my blind spots 
really invited me to think about things that I don't usually think about, like intersectionality and cultural appropriation. And I really had this big wake up to my true spirituality. I finally understand why I've been so turned off by some of the new agey stuff, right? The manifestation, abundance, things I'd been talking about in the podcast um, that really overlook systems of oppression that are really individualistic and encourage us to, you know, manifest more and more and more and really forget about service and earth activism and ancestral wisdom and really sustainability. And so one of the assignments was to listen to one of my favorite podcasts called Yoga is Dead. And one student in the course, there's about 10 of us or maybe less, she said, you know, I couldn't get through the first episode. I didn't like the tone of the podcast hosts and little, you know, background. They were speaking to their experiences as Indian American women um, in a white woman dominated yoga industry. And so there was just one black girl in the immersion. She responded, she was, you know, frustrated with, in her experience, you know, people who are benefiting from these systems and, you know, the oppressor's inability to hear people who are rightfully angry. That we say, I'm sorry, I don't like the way you're approaching this and I can't listen until you approach me with this. And it reminded me of how triggering it can be when you're in an argument and someone says, I'm sorry, you're reacting, you're obviously too angry, you're triggered, you're sad, you're too negative, um, I, I can't hear you. You know, when, when you've done something wrong. So when we're the ones benefiting from privilege or any system of power dynamics, I believe we have no right to tone police the people who directly are being harmed by it, especially when there's something that we can do about it. This is bypass. It's using flowery and spiritual language to avoid reality. You know, I actually had one of my clients, I asked her what was her spirit animal, and she was like, hey, I just want you to know um, that I have a lot of Native American friends, and that's actually, like, you know, not the best way to say that. Um, and I now I can see. And so it's like, oh, okay, well, maybe a better way to ask that would be, like, what's an animal maybe that's come into your life and it has significance to you instead of, you know, we just say things and we don't know. And so being like wow, thank you. I was like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And for her, it was this amazing opportunity to um, speak her truth. She's like, usually I wouldn't say anything, but I'm really trying to speak up for myself and what I stand for, and it feels really good. And so it was this really cool opportunity for us. Um, Yeah, so I want to say I have done things like (laughs) that are so ridiculous, and I'm constantly unlearning. I'd love to hear, you know, how you're unlearning and and your feedback on this episode, of course, definitely send me a message and engage in the Facebook community. But one thread that has been coming through is spiritual bypass, right? And this is really what Living Brave ultimately is trying to get at because we're in an age where so many things are being brushed under, where we're making so much progress and yet something like an STI diagnosis is a death sentence and so to really examine the ideas the beliefs the stories the language that we use the system that we live in and to avoid spiritual bypass 
So the tendency to use spiritual ideas and practices to sidestep or avoid facing unresolved emotional issues, psychological wounds, or unfinished developmental tasks. I'd love that to be a takeaway and see, I see all the time how it kind of materializes in my own life. Yeah. So guys, we can have the hard conversations, right? We can do hard things. I just read Untamed by Glennon Doyle and I loved it. Um, we don't need excuses not to do the tough stuff. If you're a human here on earth right now, I know you've been through a ton. I know you're resilient. I know you're brave. I know you're strong. And if you found yourself in that place of being like, oh shit, I do all this. (laughs) That's okay. I am too. I have too. We all are. Um, It's not your fault. It's not my fault. It's a cultural norm. And yet now that we're awake, we've opened up our eyes, it is our responsibility to do something about it. And that's what Living Brave is about. It's about inspired action. It's about dissolving the wall between you and me and us and them and who I am and how I show up so that we can all live more authentically and work together to solve the problems that actually matter and clear some of the BS in our minds and call it what it is. Name the fucking thing. (laughs) I love you all so much. It's a beautiful Saturday evening here and I would be spending my day doing nothing else but having this conversation with you. So please reach out to me again on Instagram at Shoshana underscore Raven. Join the Living Brave community on Facebook. I just put up a workshop on how to use vulnerability as a superpower. I've been getting amazing feedback from that. I like cry in it. It's I just really spill everything that I think on that topic. One on shame. There's going to be another one coming out probably bi-weekly. Have guest speakers in there. Um, reach out to me if you think you'd be a good fit for one-on-one mentorship. We'd have a conversation about that. Set up a call. I'd learn more about you and your goals for coaching. And then um, we'd go from there. The Guatemala retreat is postponed until 2021. Um that's just for the safety of the group to make sure it can be the magical experience that it needs to be just to be a responsible leader and make sure that um, no one has to worry and choose between their health and an amazing transformational adventure so we'll keep all of you updated on that let me know if you want to be one of the first people to find out about when it is and the details i'd love to talk to you about that get excited I love you all so much. Remember to be easy, be gentle on yourself, to give more than you think, and I'll see you next time.